You're listening to Season 2, Episode 15 of How She Creates. Today, we're talking with Tanya Lee, who is the editor, producer, designer, publisher, the one-woman show behind Brush Magazine, all about how you can achieve big dreams and how to tackle big projects. So get excited and get ready for today's episode. Welcome to How She Creates. I'm your creative fairy godmother, Lauren. I'm here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite makers to learn how they create. We'll discuss what it means to live a creative lifestyle, the best resources and tools for making, where to find inspiration, and so much more. I hope these conversations encourage you to make more stuff and share it with the world so we can all see how you create. How She Creates is sponsored by Get Messy Art Journal. Get Messy is an art journal membership community that shares tutorials, inspirations, prompts, challenges, and more each week. Get Messy's goal is to help you nurture your creativity, become the artist you desire to be, and find your creative community. When you sign up for Get Messy's mailing list, you get access to three free classes, one on how to find your creative style, introduction to Art Journal 101, and Art Journal 102, Elevate Your Art Journaling. Get Messy has an amazing community of artists who are waiting to welcome and support you in your art journey. Learn more and sign up for Get Messy in their awesome newsletter at getmessyartjournal.com. All right, welcome to today's episode. This is a really fun episode because you're going to hear the story behind how Brush Magazine was created. And if you don't know what Brush Magazine is, it is an art journal magazine that is brand new that Get Messy is partnering with Tanya Lee on to create every two months. Um, It is a beautiful, beautiful magazine that it celebrates everything that has to do with art and creating and art journaling specifically. And so I am interviewing Tanya Lee today, who has been a huge part of Get Messy since the almost the very beginning. And um, she came to us with this amazing idea to create this magazine. And we're so excited to be able to support her in doing that. And so I am really excited to talk to her today about pursuing big dreams and accomplishing big projects. Um, And so you're going to learn a lot about that today. So Tanya Lee is Australian and she is a designer by day and um, an artist by night. And I can't wait for you to see her work and to see the magazine, of course. You can follow Tanya Lee on Instagram, um, her personal Instagram is Tanya Lee Collar. Collar, I'm going to spell that for you so I make sure I have it right. So it's just Tanya Lee, T-A-N-Y-A-L-E-E. And then her last name is K-A-H-L-E-R. And so that is her Instagram and her website. And then, of course, I want you to go have a look at Brush Magazine. And so that is brushmag.com. And then on Instagram, it is brush underscore magazine. And so you'll get to see some samples of what the art artwork is like in there and the articles. And it's going to be important for you to follow along on brush underscore magazine on Instagram for today's giveaway. So um, we're going to get started. But first, just a little reminder, we had a um, giveaway for last week for anyone who would leave a review on the uh, for how she creates would be entered to win a giveaway and so we have our winner and um, 
the winner is Jaw J A W T N eighty nine, and she said, "I just listened to episode two fourteen on my way to." A weekend crafty retreat. It really got me in the mood to get crafty. Always enjoy the show. So thank you so much to everyone who left reviews. And I would love to hear more and see what you guys think. So to leave a review, just go to iTunes. If you're listening through the podcast app, scroll to the bottom and leave a review. And so that really helps. Um, But for now, let's jump into the show. Hi, Tanya Lee. Thank you so much for being here today. No worries. How are you? Oh, I am so good. I am I am getting ready to go on holiday, so I am very excited. Very good. Where um, are you going away? Yes, we're going to Sri Lanka oh, actually nice. next week for three almost three weeks. Wow, yeah. that's awesome! You travel so much. I'm jealous. Yes, it is very fun and very <laughs> um, exhausting. <laughs> Can imagine. What about you? What are you doing for the holidays? Um, I have family coming to visit, so we'll just be hanging around at home. Um, my eldest son is traveling as well at the moment, so um, I'll just be missing him, really. Oh, how old is he? He's 20. Okay. And he's in Seoul wow. at the moment. Oh, it's the best place ever. Yes. So he has a friend from a little country town in South Korea and he's spending like two months over there with him. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, if he needs any recommendations, you <laughs> let me know. Oh, that's yes. so fun. Yeah. And I'm also sad. But I'm the same. I'm the one not at home. So for the holiday, so. It's, um, yeah. Um, well, I'm so excited to talk to you today about Brush Magazine um, because it is so incredibly beautiful and it is just like have – it has been an absolute whirlwind and just dream that I have just never seen a dream come true so fast, so incredibly. Um, so I am really excited to dive way deeper into that. Um, so we're going to back up first though, before we get into brush and I want to talk about you and your creative story and how you fell in love with making and what, what kind of specific art form you, you feel like you, is your thing. Okay. So I guess this is probably, you probably hear this all the time, but I've been creative pretty much my whole life. I can remember being a little kid and obsessed with copying uh, pictures out of books I was reading or sketching cartoon characters while watching TV um, and just loving any form of art. My grandmother was really creative and she used to teach me how to or tried to teach me how to knit and crochet, not very successfully. (laughs) So I've been obsessed with making my whole life. and I guess even when I was a teenager, when I left school, I didn't, I didn't study art at school at all because um, I didn't feel like I was good enough and art, I don't know, it just felt like you needed to be, you needed to have that niche, you know what I mean? And I, I didn't feel like I had that, so I didn't study art at school. But when I left school and went to uni, I was living with a family and the, the lady was so encouraging and took me along to these art classes um, that she was interested in. So I did a bit of folk art and flower arranging and that sort of thing and just always, always creating something. And then when I had my kids, I was into scrapbooking, as you do, 
Um, and that led to art journaling in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I've only been art journaling since I discovered Get Messy back oh. when that all started. So I don't know how long has that been now, five years, four years? Five years, yeah, that's yeah. a long time, yeah. yeah. So I guess, but then in between all of that, my job is, a gra- is as a graphic designer. So, again, there's, it's just I think it's like ingrained in me or bred into me somehow <laughs> that I need to be creative. So I don't know what you would call yeah. my specific art form. I do a bit of everything. Yeah, mm. me too. I like trying lots of different things. Um, yes. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of where our creativity grows um, and thrives, and it does, but it does make it harder to not be able to identify with one yeah. craft. Um but I will say I, I think I would identify you as an art journaler but also as a painter um, because that's what I feel like you do mm, a lot definitely. in your journaling. But I've changed so much too. Like when I look back at my yeah. early stuff, it was very scrapbook based because that's what I knew. But as I've, mm-hmm. you know, taken classes or been inspired by other people, I've found – my style change and it's constantly changing as I discover new people and different Mm -hmm. techniques and different things. Um, Yeah. The way I do things changes. Yeah. Yes. I I like that you said that as you discover new people and, and you get those new influences and like new ideas to try new things, your style changes. I think that's very true and a very good way Mm. to explain that. Um, so because I love your art journaling and, um, if you don't know, Tanya Lee taught a course called messy pages for get messy. And I think it's been our most that popular class mind. this year. What <laughs> is so exciting. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at the numbers recently and I was like, whoa, messy pages has, has been the most popular. Um, it's. It's a beautiful class. It has, uh, I don't know, 50 pages or something that you can make from it. I mean, it's huge. It's Tanya Lee has a ton of really incredible videos and um, a lot of, I guess you would call it abstract um, page tutorials and painting walkthroughs and painting tutorials. Um, so that's a really beautiful class. I'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to um, check that out and see more of her style and, and learn from her. And she has a free lesson also on the Get Messy site that you can see and make a really, really cool page with her. Um, so can you tell us what your creative process is like? Like when you sit okay. down to make um, an art journal page, what happens? I wish I really have a, a process as such because I'm fairly casual about how I approach anything that I make. Um, but I can really only make stuff if I'm inspired, if you know what I mean. So I can go days on end without doing a single thing, just staring at the art supplies that sit on my wall <laughs> and look at look back at me because my studio is in the dining room um so I definitely don't create every day and I don't know that I have a process as such but um well I guess I'd describe myself as an intuitive artist so when I do sit down to make something it's Mm -hmm. I just go by feel 
really. So it might start off with that I'm feeling something or that I've seen something that I'm really inspired by. And that is, is a trigger point. So I'll start from there, whether that be I'm scribbling down my feelings and then I paint all over the top of them or cover them with collage or whatever. Um, that's kind of how I start. So most of my pages these days will start off with either scribbled journaling or collage, just choosing a random magazine page or a piece of tissue paper or a jelly print or whatever I find that inspires me and gluing it down. And then I just work intuitively from there. I rarely put any thought into what the end result is going to look like. Um, but I, yeah, I just bounce off what's happening in my life or different things I've read or a prompt that's inspired me or a person that I've seen something they've done and just go from there. Very nice. And how do you know when you're done? everybody always asks those questions. (laughs) Every interview I've heard is the same. And I don't know, it's really hard to answer because um, you just kind of know. Like it just feels done to me. Like I'll get to a point where I'll go, okay, if I do too much more to this, I'm probably going to ruin it. Or once I get a quote on there or some journaling on there, that pretty much closes it off because it's, said what I've had to say or, you know, got those feelings out that I needed to get out. Mm. Yeah, I think everyone asks those questions because no one knows the answer to when is it done um, and people want to know the answer. Yeah. But but it is. It's just a intuitive gut feeling like you just look at it and you know or you look at it and you're just tired of looking at it and you just move on. Yeah. Or is, is art ever finished? Like what, what is that saying? Yeah. That it, yes, it, I know exactly yeah, what you're it's saying. It's not finished. Art is never finished. It's just abandoned. That's so true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's, that's such an inter- interesting one that you just kind of have to develop for yourself. And, and there's no right and wrong answer to that no, one. No, there isn't. I kind of feel bad saying that, but, but there isn't. It's just when, yeah, you're ready, yeah. when you're ready to call it quits, it's done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very interesting. Artists have developed a rule. You know, they'll say after I've worked on for an hour or after I've put seven layers or after like I look at it and I think this thought, you know. So I think you can make a rule for yourself, but it's still not No, no, the answer. nothing's ever going to be concrete anyway because – well, not with me anyway. <laughs> I can't set myself those sorts of boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so we're going to transition from art journaling to art journaling yeah. magazines. Um, so let's let's just go back to the very beginning. So you have a background in graphic design. So this was not a stretch for you. Um, like it would have been for me, I would have had no idea how to even like fathom beginning this kind of project. So tell us like where you got the idea and kind of how it's, everything got started or tell us what brush is. Brush is, it's a place to celebrate artists and art journalists or just any artist, because I don't want to restrict it to just being an art journaling magazine. And we've already had people submitting all sorts of different artworks so 
which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Which is really awesome. But the idea came, well, it's been, it's been a long-term dream for, of mine that ever since I started graphic design, I've loved, I loved designing big books and um, documents rather than, you know, designing a logo or that sort of thing. My preference is a big hardcore document because I can sink my teeth into it and I really love the consistency and the attention to detail. So it's been a dream of mine for a long time because I've been working in graphic design for probably nearly 10 years. So most of that time I've just wanted to either design a book or a magazine. And my dream job is to work for Frankie magazine (laughs) because it's so beautiful. Um, Mm. So that's where the dream came from. And one day I was just sitting, having a cup of tea, just, you know, thinking about my future because I guess I was in a bit of a dark spot and I just thought I need to do something different. And it occurred to me that I could combine art journaling and the dream and make an art journaling magazine. Mm -hmm. And it just went from there. And as you said, it just sort of happened so quickly because I was scared that if I sat back and thought about it too hard, it wouldn't happen. I just wouldn't make it happen. So I just jumped right in. Incredible. But I think that there's just so much importance to kind of differentiate. Like if I would have been doing it, it would have taken me a year to figure out. But you already had so much skill and background. And I think that what what is the quote that like success is just – opportunity meets readiness and like you had the idea I mean you created the opportunity but you were ready for it you had been putting in the work of learning design investing in this community I think that's a big thing I think had you not been so invested in the get messy community and in the art and art journaling Instagram community you wouldn't have had as many people be as excited I don't absolutely. think. No, absolutely. The community has played a huge part in it and without um, being involved in Get Messy and and having the courage to approach you and Kaylee about the idea, uh, it, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that's a, kind of an important thing to know not that I'm like trying not trying to be like a dream crusher like you guys you people can't do it (laughs) because that's what this is all about it's like showing people how they can accomplish big giant scary incredible you know worldwide projects like this um and and you know and now I'm like really thinking about it you coordinated um the traveling art journal that went to like seven countries or way more than that. I mean, it got mailed around for like a year and a half and, um, you know, you coordinated that. And so just all of those little things that were slowly leading you to this point of being able and ready to do this magazine. Yeah, that's true. All of that stuff adds up. And and my experience in yeah. my workplace because that's a lot of coordination. And I guess more so in the last 12 months since I've been working in um, – primarily social media role it there's a lot of coordination there 
getting content from people to, you know, tell stories on whatever. So I guess that background has really helped as well. Lots of little things add up to the dream. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and it's one of those things you can't see it when you're in it, but when you step back and take that bird's eye view, you can say, oh, look at all these little pieces that added up and all these little opportunities that I took and just worked on without knowing that they would end up being this one giant thing. And I I could never predicted the response for this either. Like I just, you know, I thought it would be I'd sell maybe five copies or something, you know, <laughs> and that would be it. And it would the novelty would wear off. Yeah. But it's just, it hasn't been like that at all. Yeah. Can you tell me how many copies you've sold yeah, so far? Uh, Last time I checked, it's been a while. I actually haven't tallied it myself because I, I'm trying not to obsess over the numbers, but <laughs> it's so hard. It's hard I know. Not to. I know. Uh, we, Definitely sold over 120 of issue one and issue two was pretty close as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's tallying fairly consistently, which is really exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. And um, if you don't mind, I like transparency. Um, but so you just make a portion – of the income because, and we'll get into, into this in detail later, um, like about how it's printed and it works. Um, but so this is definitely like a side project that you're growing. It's not like Tanya Lee's now like so rich. Um, Yeah. I only, I get a very (laughs) small portion from the blurb, um, side of things. Um, yeah. So it's, that makes it hard mm-hmm. because it is a side project and it takes up so much of my time um, mm-hmm. for not a whole lot of return other than not monetary mm-hmm. return anyway. It gives me a lot of encouragement and just makes me really happy and that's enough <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, for the moment. Yes. We're yes, we all understand that. And and I and, and that's a lot of the get messy stories. We were so happy just doing get messy for fun until it got so, so big and people want we saw that there was a need and people wanted so much more from us. And we were like, okay, you know, if we're going to give so much more, we have to see some type of monetary return. And the response to that when we closed the free Get Messy and launched it as a program was just overwhelming of that. Yeah, we were right. People did want that and they were willing to to yeah, pay for that. Absolutely. Um, it's but terrifying. that's a really scary and I do step. Feel, um, I, sure. I don't know if you wanted to talk about this so much now, but we might as well because we're there, <laughs> about the, uh, the printing process. Um, and there is, I know that there is frustration at the price and the shipping and mm. all of the rest of it. Um, and I guess I'm trying really hard to find better options, but the quality that Blurb produces, I don't think I can meet mm-hmm. that in any other way just yet. So while it oh, does seem expensive and it is expensive, um, it's the most cost-effective way for everybody at this point. Yes. And I think that that is something like important to talk about and to note is that you're not, it's not like, 
the bigger magazines that have their own printing press and have a company and have like all of these connections and and they're printing millions of copies and that's why it's so cheap and um yeah and even those magazines are not cheap I still honestly I feel like the last time I bought a flow magazine I was still paying almost twenty dollars yeah yeah definitely I I think I'm pretty sure it's between 15 and 20 dollars here in Australia Obviously, there's no shipping yeah. there, but if I was to ship that yeah. because I couldn't get it here for a long time, I would have been paying $30 or $40. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you definitely have to think about it as, like, what you're supporting. Like, you're investing in what you want in the world. You know, I want this magazine to exist in the world because I want to celebrate other artists and I want to connect with other artists and I want to be able to sit at my house and read something beautiful and on a topic that I want to Mm. read on. And so it's almost like, you know, they call it, like, voting with your money. Like, because I'm buying this magazine with my money – I get to say what's in it in a way, you know, like I get to say like, I will buy a magazine only about art journaling um, and like show you that so that you'll continue making it. Um, and so I think people kind of have to get into that mindset and, and understand the mindset. It's it's the whole mindset of like supporting the maker, the hand maker. And, you know, yeah, it's a small piece of jewelry, but that person spent hours and hours and hours hand making that one necklace for you. Um, yeah. And they have to feed their family. So they have to charge a little bit more than, you know, Claire's would. Um, yeah. So true. And the fact so that yeah. um, it is yeah. just me, I'm not sure if people realize that that's just me yeah. <laughs> at this point in time. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, I definitely want to make sure people don't think Kaylee and I have a hand in this at all. I think one time I like <laughs> spilled check some stuff for you. That was like the extent. Uh, yeah, so this is all Tanya Lee doing all this on her own. So it's incredible. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so let's keep talking about the magazine um, so people get an idea and understanding. Um, okay, so from my perspective – Tanya Lee came to us over the summer and summer is a very bad time for me um, because I'm traveling and I was homeless and I was trying to move countries and spoiler alert, that was seven or eight months ago and I was working on my visa paperwork and it's still not done. Um, (laughs) So I am like technically living I have to leave the country every 30 to 40 days because like hopefully next week I will have my visa finished um but so anyway so eight months ago was just the start of a very stressful time um and we got an email from Tanya Lee saying like hey I want to start a magazine do you guys want to like partner what like how can we do this and I emailed Kaylee and I was like that's amazing I can't do anything. Like I have no capacity to take on anything right now. Um, but when we talked to Tanya, she was Tanya Lee. She was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna do everything. I just want to see if like get messy wants to partner with me." And I was like, "I don't understand. What do you mean you're gonna do everything?" And then this magazine showed up on my doorstep. Um, so tell us from your perspective, because for mine it was just magic. Um, um, how how it got started. 
sorry, now I'm brain fading. Um, <laughs> uh, just like you said, I just decided that it was a good idea and I emailed you guys and just ran with it. So once you guys said, yeah, let's do it, I went, jumped straight in and built a website and built forms and thought about processes of how I could get people to send me stuff and what sort of articles I wanted. Um, and we started off by asking the Get Messy Creative team to see if they would contribute, first of all, given that there was a the relationship there and to build on um, that community. And I was so surprised by how many of the team mm-hmm. were willing to just give me something for nothing because I can't offer any payment, obviously. Um, it's started with zero dollars backing it. So um, having people contribute their time and energy and artwork and words and everything was just amazing. And it just snowballed from there because seeing, you know, the power of the community and um, people looking up to the creative team or get messy in general and then just wanting to get involved. It's just so amazing. It's just reinforced to me that the connections that you form, even if they are online, are just so worthwhile and help these sorts of things to happen because without them there would be no magazine because I need I can't write mm-hmm. everything. I don't have all the stories to tell. So having other people input is just amazing. So I'm forever grateful for that opportunity as well for, you know, for you guys supporting me in that and, and, and them for jumping on board as well. Yeah. Well, it's like when you reach out to, you know, you make those connections and you reach out and you ask for help and you, you get smart about who you're asking, you know, our creative team was a great place to start because you know what they produce is quality and you know, they love it. They, you know, they're just doing all of this stuff, all of this art journaling and sharing and community stuff because they love it so much. And so you're right. It was a very smart safe place to start. Um, yeah. So, and I think that people listening, we talk about community on here a lot. The more you get involved in community, the more opportunities that will come your way, whether it's someone like Tanya Lee approaching you, asking you to contribute, or when you have a project or an idea, you know, you have this group of people who, you know, what their work is like, and you know what they love and you can, um, easily rope them into things. Yes, yeah, yep, absolutely. And just bounce ideas off people too because, I mean, the friendships I've formed from the community have been just amazing and, you know, you can go, you can just talk to them, to people and they offer you advice freely even if it's not their main mm-hmm. interest, you know what I mean? It's just people are so generous with their time. So what is it like editing and um, collating a magazine? I just, I can't, it just like blows my mind. I have no idea how you organize it's all really that. It's really full on, 
But like I said, I took a, a little bit of time to investigate some options of how I could get the information to me in the simplest way for me and for the person sending things through. Mm. So I've got some forms and um, an upload system that puts everything I need into a folder that's appropriately named and as long as the contributors follow the naming conventions, it works out perfectly and makes my life so much easier at the end um, because I'm not having to go through and say, whose piece of art is this? It doesn't have their name in it. Um, so that it was really important to me to make sure that the processes were set before I even started so that it wouldn't be this overwhelming project at the end. So just having that one system has really saved so much time for me. Um, and everybody's been pretty good about following those guidelines, even though they sound really, you know, fiddly and annoying that you have to do it in a certain way. But there's a reason for it <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, but just, I guess... There, it comes in, in waves throughout the process. So when I first put the call out for submissions, it's kind of quiet for a while because people are obviously processing what they might like to include or like me generally leave things till the last minute and then submit on the due date, which is fine. Um, I get really stressed in those three weeks because nothing's coming in, nothing's coming in, and then all of a sudden it just flows in and feels like it's never going to stop um. <laughs> oh but what a great problem to have maybe that's a slight exaggeration but yeah yeah great great problem to have um then once once that deadline of the submission deadlines here that is when my work really begins because I need to pretty much be at my computer every waking hour that I'm not at work or at my sporting commitments or looking after my family <laughs> and just I just pretty much lock myself away for two weeks and get the get the magazine laid out which you know it's how many pages is it now 68 pages or something which might not seem like much but it's the attention to detail and I'm a bit of a perfectionist so I do put in a lot of time and effort to make it look just perfect. And it does. It looks perfect. Um, so how do you choose the design? Because each design, well, it pretty much shows itself um, and the template sort of just continues on. Do you think they all look different? Because I think that it's got a consistent theme. Okay. Yes. I feel like the template is the same. Yes. I can always know. So there's been two editions so far and Tiny Lee's working on the third one now. Um, and so that will come out on January 26th, but, um, like you, you always go with so far, you're using the same get messy theme from the same season. Um, but but I feel like um, this – okay, so this last episode had kind of a – would you call it a wood grain background? Yeah, yep. I do choose um, 
a bit of a theme. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about it, this. I like for the first issue, which was fairy tales. There was a really cute illustration of the um, Little Red Riding Hood, which mm-hmm. was consistent throughout. And then I tried to tie that in. And this mm-hmm. second issue, which was connections. Um, yeah, there's definitely there was the wood theme, but there's also like dots and lines were was the main theme. So you'll see um, that that continues throughout the whole publication. Mm-hmm. Um, and are those just a design choice? Like that you you just like like them, think they're pretty. I mean, I get the like connections fairy tales kind of thing, but how do you choose? That seems like a very overwhelming task for me to choose what a magazine is going to look like overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's the designer in me because that sort of thing comes almost intuitively. So mm. I thought, like a little insight into my thought process, <laughs> connections to me meant joining the dots. So that's where that theme came from. So, oh. yeah, it just flows from there. Um, and the next issue, I'll give a spoiler, being nature, it will, yeah. it will have florals as the tying oh. element. So there, every issue you will see, there will be one consistent thing throughout that brings it all together. And I'm really loving working with the seasons of Get Messy and then tying that through yeah. the issue. It's working really well. I was worried that it would be a bit hard and it would be like the timeframes wouldn't quite match up, but they're they're working out really well because giving people enough time to have made a few um, spreads to submit them but then there's that delayed gratification that the magazine comes out after the end of the season so it's like a really good wrap-up as well yeah yes I definitely agree. Um, And, you know, we probably could tell you. Did we tell you the seasons in advance? (laughs) Yeah, you did. Okay, good. Remind (laughs) us to do that again. We have the seasons for next year already. (laughs) Um, So what um, is your, like, goal for the magazine? Like, what do you hope to accomplish and kind of where do you hope that it goes? It, my big pie in the sky dream is that it is one of these big magazines that news agents around the world wants to have in their stores. That's a huge, massive, long-term goal, but that's the that is the goal. Um, each issue is going to be just, you know, I have to take one issue at a time because it's a slow process. You've got to take baby steps before you reach those massive goals. Um, but I want it to be the publication that people come to for art journaling and just general art because, like I said before, there are other forms of art coming into there slowly. Um, I just want people to, for it to be their inspiration source, like a hard copy Pinterest in a way, you know. Yeah, it's just a oh, place where yes, people want yes. to, they want to get the magazine every two months to see what, what's new out there in the art journaling world and um, be inspired by people and to celebrate everybody who's um, taken the time to put themselves out there because it takes courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's um, 
So, well, what are your tips that you have for people who want to be featured in this magazine or in a yeah, magazine don't in general? Don't be afraid you that think? your work isn't good enough because it is. And don't be intimidated by that thought or be held back. Just take the chance and everybody wants to see the art. It's it's just how we are in this community. We just want to, we want to see everybody's stuff. We want to be inspired by other people and everybody has something to offer. So that's, that's what I want people to think about when they are wanting to submit. And um, tips for people, sign up for my newsletter so you know when the submissions are being called for and when the magazine goes on sale and all of that stuff. I don't spam. I literally send two two newsletters each issue because I just don't have time to do any more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the basic tips of following the artwork submissions to make my life easier and to make your life easier because then neither of us have to stress about whether the image is going to work because the tips are all in there for you and that you'll find that on the website there's they're all outlined and mm-hmm. um, with some guidelines on how to adjust your image sizes so that they'll print well and that sort of thing and obviously beautiful photos will help but you don't have to have a fancy camera to take a beautiful photo. Um, you've got so many tips for that, Lauren, with your new class coming as well mm-hmm. on taking photos and editing them. So as lo- Yes, and there are free tips on Get Messy so, and on the, and on the um, Brush Magazine website. Yes, that's right. So it's, it's so easy st- even with your phone to take a a really nice photo and as long as you get the lighting right and the background nice and clear it makes a perfect photo for the magazine yeah um yeah but just have courage don't be afraid and um, put yourself out there yeah and I and like the like the scary part for people but the exciting part for you is that you've had too many submissions you haven't been able to include yeah. everything so you are starting to have to be choosing yes, which I didn't think would ever happen and that does make me a little sad but I'm trying to share those submissions anyway if they aren't in the magazine I want to get them out there in some way whether that be on the website or um on social media because I feel like they these people have taken the time to contribute them. I need to still share them. Yes. And so I think that illustrates a really good point of it's just as difficult for the person on the receiving end as it is on the sending. If you're worried, you know, my work's not good enough. They're not going to like me. You know what? I'm going to send it in. They're going to hate me. It's going to be terrible. It's not. It's just, it's so painful to tell someone no. It's equally as painful as it is to hear no. Um, and so, like I said, sometimes it's just not personal. It's not a no to you. It's just a yes to yes. someone else, you know, who got their work in sooner or whose work is yeah. just more on theme. Like, so, yeah, I think you have to remember, like, the rejection. If, you know, rejection in this sense is not about you necessarily sometimes and it's just as yeah, hard for absolutely. the other person. That has been actually the hardest thing of this whole thing whole project even though you know it's hard on me physically to get everything 
done in the timeframes, but the actually letting people down has been the hardest bit. And there was the, in the very first issue, mm. I had to turn a couple of people away because of the whole copyright issue, which I hadn't been aware of with using magazine pages. And having to tell a couple of people that I couldn't include their art just broke my heart because they had taken so much time and they were devastated as well. So, um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's just, yeah, it's never easy. Um, So what are your best tips for someone who wants to take on a big goal or project Uh, like this? The sooner you get it done, the less thinking about it, the better in my experience. If I had have delayed uh, and thought about this too much, like I said before, it just wouldn't have happened. I would have made so many excuses about why I couldn't do it and just wouldn't have done it. So jump in, push those fears aside and just keep taking steps forward. There's always going to be some little hiccups along the way, but you can you can overcome them and you can make your dreams come true. It's not always going to be smooth sailing um, and it's going to, there will be things that take you out of your comfort zone like having to be the bearer of bad news. Um, but the only way you know if you can do it is to actually try. Mm. And don't be afraid to ask for help. So, you know, ask, ask um, someone who's inspiring you for their guidance or reach out to someone with a similar goal and just brainstorm. Um, having a mentor on brainstorming buddy just takes that pressure off a little bit and helps you get to where you want to go sooner. Those are great, great tips. So we're going to wrap up. So last few questions. Um, so what does living a creative lifestyle look like for you? <laughs> My creative lifestyle, you just have to ask my family probably, (laughs) my creative lifestyle involves (laughs) taking over half of the dining room to make it a studio. It involves the kids coming home with their friends and saying, yeah, this is my mum's art stuff. (laughs) And I can never tell whether they're like (laughs) embarrassed by it or proud Um, or it's, you know, my husband sacrificing half of his study space to put up with me turning on my heat gun while he's trying to study. You know, it's all these sacrifices um, that your family and everyone else has to make to for your creative lifestyle to come out. Um, my, but this is a really cute thing, my 14-year-old was home last weekend and we had no power because there was a big storm and instead of, you know, whinging and whining about not having anything to do, he came to my um, art space and said, Mom, can I play with your paints? <laughs> and it's like, so he's been inspired by just seeing me Aww. do that all the time. So that's how my creative lifestyle has impacted others. And even my 20-year-old has been so supportive, like I wouldn't have thought from a 20-year-old, about the magazine. He will come and ask me how things are going and you know wants to help me and is just encouraging me all the way which is really sweet so my creative lifestyle has invaded everybody else's creative lifestyle whether they like it or not so uh because you know I create every spare moment I have um 
whether that be thinking about what I'm going to make next or looking at art materials or buying art materials or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it infiltrates every part of me. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think that's my favorite answer so far. Yeah. Okay, so what is your favorite um, resource for creativity? I think it's actually the community. Like I don't – I would have – a little while ago mm. I probably would have said um, – Pinterest or something like that where I would go and look for inspiration but that's changed for me and it might sound really cliched but um, the community is really my favorite resource I love being able to go and see what other people are doing um, and you know take classes from people all different sorts of classes too like not just um, people who I've admired for for years and years, but you know, new people who I haven't even, I would never have thought their sort of artwork would have inspired me. But I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly learning, and that's my resource that I like to go to. Yeah. Um. Mm. And when you say community, do you have a few specific places that you mean? Like are there um, hashtags or Instagram accounts no, or class sources? search by hashtags very much. That sounds really weird. And considering I work in social media, that's like really odd, but I don't. Um, I, oh, no. I think primarily it's get messy and places or people that I've found as a result of that and different design teams that I'm now part of, it's, it's taking my – um, my art in a different direction every time I join something new. So, and then I'm like gathering more different communities, you know, I'm just like expanding all the time. And that's, that's where I get so inspired. Like I'm, I've, the, the design team I'm on at the moment with Finnebear, mm. I would never have, like 12 months ago, I wouldn't have even thought that I would. I hadn't hadn't really even heard of her stuff before. So, um, but because I've made connections in different ways, I've discovered her products and her team and her artwork style, and it's taken me in different direction. So, yeah, the resources are just everywhere, and you never know what you're going to find. Yeah, I love what you just said. That by expanding. You are growing and learning and being inspired. And that's that's the hard one is to branch out. And so you are a great example of that. You're doing so many incredible things. So tell us what's new with you. So it's the end of January. So what are you working on doing right now? What can we be looking forward to? Okay, so issue three of uh, Brush Magazine will be completely consuming me <laughs> for the next little while. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest new thing for me. Um, I have also got a couple of new classes coming out or one has already come out with big picture classes um, and I have another one with T.R. Smith and the ba Badass Art Journal class. That one will launch at the start of January, I think it is. So um, there's a couple of classes I'm working on. Um, other than that, it's just trying to keep on top of design team commitments and the magazine really. And my family <laughs> kind of have to put them up the top. Nice. 
<laughs> they're there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Tanya Lee is an incredible teacher, so you should definitely check out her classes with Get Messy and Big Picture classes and all of these new ones that are going to be out. So we will have links to all of those in the show notes for you to be able to connect with Tanya Lee and to take to see some of her classes. And of course, we're going to have everything about Brush Magazine in the show notes. And you guys just cannot fathom how beautiful and clean the design is. It is really, really beautiful. And then the contents, the content is incredible what people are submitting. So I just cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on a copy of the magazine. And so we are going to do a giveaway. To enter to win the giveaway, all you need to do is I want you to create an art journal page based on a dream you have. So we talked about big dreams with Tanya Lee today. And um, so we want you to think about what is something that you are secretly dreaming about you're hoping one day that you can accomplish and we want you to make an art journal page based on your dream um, and then share it with us on the how she creates and the brush magazine hashtags so that's just hashtag how she creates and hashtag brush magazine and make sure you're following brush magazine on instagram and in a week tanya lee and i will pick a winner to win a copy of issue three so it'll be a hard copy that we'll have mailed to you and it's so beautiful we can't wait for you to see it but we are really excited to see what your big dreams are and what you are working towards and hoping for in the future to come true and things that you big projects things that you want to work on one day so we are going to be looking out for those art journal pages on instagram on the hashtags this week and again everything you need to know about this episode will be at the show notes at lauren-likes.com slash podcast and you can grab the show notes you can connect with tanya lee or connect with brush magazine and you can submit your artwork and all of that stuff and all of that is just at brushmag.com um so i hope that you have had a fantastic time listening and getting excited and inspired to go follow your own dreams um, from tanya lee today And I will see you guys next week for another episode of How She Creates. And in the meantime, I would love it if you would leave a review and tell a friend about How She Creates. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. I would love to see how you create. Share what you're making on Instagram using the hashtag HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with me, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Grab your art supplies and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.